0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of So Fully Casual. Admittedly, this one's a little bit impromptu. Um, today was sort of a somber day for me, at least in terms of uh, people I look up to, as far as like people in the media and people in um, you know the, the world that that I look at as as people inspirational, I guess. Um, but just a reminder that you can find me on a lot of different platforms. I've said that before, um, and also. Uh, connect with the show, especially if you're familiar with the people that I'm going to talk about. Uh, The email is soulfully.casual at gmail.com. The Instagram is soulfullycasualpodcast and the Twitter is at soulfullycasual. So definitely hit me up if you know anything about these people or you want to speak to me about it. But just a little background on me. Uh, When I was growing up, I really wanted to be uh, in radio, if I'm being honest. Uh, One of the reasons why I got into podcasting in the first place was because I started listening to a show that was on ESPN Radio called The Dan Levitard Show with Stugat. And that show is really silly. It's on, or was at this point, on a sports network, and it talked very little of sports. Uh, it actually kind of made a mockery of sports, if I'm being honest. And it's really formed my, helps form my opinions in a lot of different ways on a lot of different sort of woke or social matters. And... Listening to Dan, who was a longtime journalist for the Miami Herald, and he is a very polarizing figure, Um, he's a very liberal figure, and that's not why he's polarizing. I think he's polarizing because he sort of spits in the face of the pomp and circumstance that is sports in this country, because I think we take it way too seriously, and at times in my life I've done that. And they kind of look at the totality of sports media, the totality of the radio industry, and they have carved out a place for themselves that is something so different than the way everybody else does it. And I found myself so entertained by it over the years, um, especially listening to him articulate opinions, listening to him work with the people that are in the show. Um, they have, you know, a host and a co-host. Uh, Dan is the host and, and Stu Gatz or John Wiener is the co-host and they are completely different people. Uh, Stu wants to make a shit ton of money and basically give sports takes all day. And Dan wants to pontificate and talk about, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, social injustice, things of that nature. And that's why they work because they're so different. But one of the things that separates them from a lot of other shows is how involved the producers of the show are. And there's, I think like six of them and they're all about my age, if I'm being honest. And that's probably something that, that, you know, gravitated me toward it, but, um, Everybody has a role to play. Everybody has a part to play. And they play it to perfection. The show is impeccably produced. The content is engaging. And I love how they um, make fun of themselves by having people on from the 80s and 90s. Because for somebody like me, that's in my wheelhouse. And I know who those people are. But a ton of young people today have no freaking clue who they are. So... Um, You know, they've had an interesting journey. You know, being a Miami-based show, they are unapologetically Miami. Uh, Dan and a lot of the people on the show are also unapologetically Cuban. And I just love that because being who you are and being comfortable who you are, and you don't have to be some, you know, radio host or some famous person to have that. It's something you should strive for every day. But listening to their show got me remembering what I wanted to do with my life in the first place. And it's not something I don't, Think I felt like I could do when I was younger. I think a lot of people feel like they need to do something that either their parents are, appro- excuse me their parents approve of, or uh, that society approves of. And to some extent, that is true. Uh, I know that as a parent now, I want my son to think about what is going to get him gainfully employed. But working in in sports radio or working in just radio in general in the media will certainly do that. And so there are certainly paths forward for that. I think my parents were a little bit hesitant on that, because I just don't think that there was something they were interested in. And they saw different ways for me uh, to get to where I am today. And I don't have any regrets about that. But listening to the show awoke a dream of mine. And when I look at the podcasting realm today, I mean, it's huge. Like, So if you're listening to this, first of all, thank you. But also you're choosing between, I think, something like 2 billion episodes of podcasts or something like that, and a vast majority of those came out in 2020, just like mine. So tons of people had a lot more time and decided to do it, mainly because there's so many avenues to do so, especially with uh, platforms like Anchor and so forth. But they made me want to do it again. They made me want to reinvent myself in a way that, you know, maybe one day I could do this as a profession or hell even do something that's good enough to get people to notice that I could change careers because I felt like maybe I wasn't in a place to change careers. But um, the the reason I'm somber is because today was their last day on ESPN, which is a humongous platform. It really is. And I had grown accustomed to having them in my life every day. And I would choose to listen to them or not, depending on the day. But they were there. They became almost like... um, You know, a friend that you hear from and I was in on their inside jokes. I got the show, as they would say, and I just loved it. I loved everything about it. And they're no longer at least on ESPN anymore, which is sort of sad because it's a big ending for them in terms of a relationship. I mean, ESPN is they they call themselves the worldwide leader. And its it's so true. They're giving up a ton of platform. But one of the best things is they have a future because they're keeping everything intact and it's just awesome. And so I'm a little bit somber because, you know, I want those voices still in my life and I hope that I can still get them. But I think the reason why I'm doing this for you is a little bit of insight into me. Uh, I realized, you know, when I came into the new year that I wanted to sort of reinvent the show. And I said in the first episode of this year that reinventing the show was kind of pointless because the show is me. Uh, you're all listening because you want to hear what I'm saying, and it doesn't mean that I'm important. But I'm the commodity of the show. It's who you are tuning in for. There are billions of voices in the world, and you could tune into any one of them. And a lot of you tune into a ton of others, but you've chosen, for whatever reason, to tune into mine. And that's what it is. And that's why, you know, I, I need to. I think it'd be a little bit more transparent with you all, and, and give you all bits and pieces of information about me. But uh, media has always called to me. Uh, the spoken word has always been something that I've gravitated towards. When I was in high school, and actually probably even in middle school, I had this alarm clock that I even took to college with me because it had that much sentimental value. But it, uh, it was a clock radio. Pretty standard stuff. You don't see those today because everybody uses their phone for an alarm. But um, I had it tuned to ESPN radio. And I used to listen to um, Bob Valvano at night on ESPN Radio, who is the brother of uh, Jim Valvano, who is extremely famous, at least in the ESPN and college basketball world. But I can clearly hear his voice, and I would fall asleep to that. I would fall asleep to um, you know people giving the the Sports Center updates, and and I would wake up to it too. And that's what I remember. I just loved listening to people speak. And I love to speak myself. And it's, it's you know, I've been told so many times, you love to talk, you could talk to a wall, you're loquacious, but there's something about the spoken word that has always tickled me in a way that um, other other types of media don't. And I think it's why music resonates with me, listening to the lyrics, but listening to somebody give a banging speech and really kill it. Or giving a, a great speech myself. I love that stuff. And being on the radio is that. First of all, it's built-in conversation. Whether you do it the way Dan and and Stu do it, or whether you do it the way a lot of other radio stations do it, where they have callers in and that's how they build their content. Either way, you're conversing with people. It's a meta form of communication, and it's so great. And if I could go back in time, keeping most of the things that I have today, I would do that. And I, I think that's not necessarily off the table at age 38 or almost 38 but it's definitely something i'd want to do but i just i just there's something about the, the spoken word and even as i got into college went major went to you know different majors the major i chose did make me happy in a way but i always wanted something else i was always looking for something else and i you know would always do like fake radio reads to myself and i would record myself doing things and it definitely amounted to nothing at this point but I just would always do it. I would do it in the shower. I'd do it in the car. I would practice doing reads in front of the mirror. I always wanted to, to kind of step in. And I think it took today's society of over technology, you know, the ability for any Joe or Jane Schmo, including myself, to, to make a podcast and publish it very easily to sort of spur me into it. But it's not just the fact that I'm, I'm speaking to you or that I'm doing a podcast. It's about my brain and my mind being able to tackle so many different things that I never could before. And if I have to be perfectly honest about something, if I had a blind spot, it was differences in in race. And that doesn't mean that I was racist or that I was racially insensitive, but growing up in a predominantly white town, I didn't really understand the differences that you know, black people, brown people, any p- person of color goes through because there really weren't a lot in my town. But one of the great things about my upbringing was that the way people looked in their religions and all of those different things never came into why they were a good or a bad person. You know, My parents never, ever, ever made that an, an issue in any way. Everybody was equal in their eyes. Everybody was equal until you proved that, they, that you weren't. And the phrase that I always say And, you know, people kind of roll their eyes now. But it's very true, in my opinion, is that it doesn't matter what you look like. An asshole is an asshole, regardless. And I judge people by who they are, by their character, by what they show me. And that's where I give out my respect. And my parents taught me that. But it was a blind spot for me for years. It wasn't until I started listening to Dan that I started to realize the the path to empathy was really the way to go. That that was where I needed to go. And along that journey, I realized that I wasn't able to. Pure empathy is not, um, it's not something I can get as a white person in this country. I just can't. And really, it's not because I'm incapable as far as like incapable of striving for it. It's because I will never be a person of color ever, like ever. And I remember talking with Cleveland about that and kind of saying to him, like, does that, you know, knowing that. And knowing that I can't get the true empathy, does that hold me back in some way? And the answer was no, because his friendship with me was not predicated on what we looked like, right? It was predicated on who we were, our common interests, our bond as human beings. And our race has never come into it. You know, we've gone so many different places together, been through wars in the ring together, and ultimately it's two brothers at this point doing their thing. And the best thing about his friendship is we can talk about anything. We've always been able to dialogue, and learning how to do that, learning how to connect with somebody who's not like me in terms of you know appearance and their life experience, um, has allowed me to open my mind to be able to come up with content for this. All of this that I'm doing here is a complete. You now I'm just I'm just spitting into the microphone. I write up a lot of episodes. I outline things that I want to talk about because I want to make sure that I stay on track and have something that's coherent and quality for you, but this, I'm just shooting from the hip, because it's something that is near and dear to me, and you know what? It's my own personal experience. It's not my opinion on something. I'm telling you or, you know, giving you insight into who I am, and to me, that is unedited and unscripted, or at least it has to be. So, anyway, um, being able to do this today is is the start of fulfilling some type of an old dream of mine, and That connection to oration, that connection to the spoken word, and ultimately that connection to radio, which, yeah, sure, radio is a quote-unquote dated technology, and being on TV, being in movies is where you want to go. That was never really my gig. I don't really care if people know what I look like. Um, They can certainly see it on Instagram. I'm not ashamed of what I look like, but I don't need to be seen in order to feel that connection with the audience. I think being heard is so much better. Because I think when you're seen, there's so many elements of, of what somebody else is seeing that are distracting you from what they're saying. And that happens so often, even in personal conversations you have with people. You know, you're know, you talking to somebody, and you're not looking them in the eye because you're distracted by something that they're wearing or something behind them or the way that they're saying something. It just is. And you know that one-on-one connection in person is always a good thing, but there are distractions to it. But when you break somebody down, and just listen to what they're saying, tr- that means you have to truly listen because the only thing that you have are their words. And words are powerful. Words are more powerful when they come with you know, body language and, and a, other types of things. But if you listen to somebody, listen to what they're saying, you can get so much more than just looking at them. You can hear their emotion. You can hear pain. You can hear happiness. You can hear so many different things. And that's what this medium has taught me, and that's what I'm hoping to uh, be able to hone over the course of the recordings here, because I want to be able to move you. I want you to be able to hear the emotion in my voice, and I want you to listen to what I'm saying in a way that is influential, in a way that is you know, motivating and just powerful. Because I think that the spoken word, no matter what happens with phones and, and cameras and, and everything with TikTok, those words are always going to be there. And they're more and more important as each day comes and goes. Because I think the more we dive into technology, the less we listen, the less we hear those words. And to me, the Dan Levitard show with Stu gods. as dumb as it's going to seem to anybody who's not you know, has never seen it before and looks it up for the first time. Trust me, it taught me how to do this. And it taught me to be confident in doing this and to reconnect with a dream of being somebody who's on the radio. And you know what? This is good for now. And it doesn't mean it has to be the end. I think there's big things coming. And Dan, you're not listening. But if you were, thank you. You are um, the type of voice that I think a lot of people need, even though they don't want it a lot of times. And I think that's, those are the best voices. Um, you have helped me understand so many different things, and you've never met me. You don't even know I exist. You just do your thing on the show with the people that you love, really. And that includes the people that have been with you since the beginning, which I'm not one of those people, but I've been with you. And you have taught me that there is no limit on me except for the ones that I put on myself. And I think hearing the stories that people have told about you, that is a common theme. That you have wanted their creativity and wanted their personality to shine. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And I'm going to do that the way I know how and the way that moves me. And that's through my words. So thank you. And I can't wait for your next project. It's going to be fun. And I'm so going to continue to get the show. And if you're listening now, listeners, I implore you to go look it up. Or if not, you know, contact me because I can definitely send you some funny stuff, some moving things. And hopefully he will get some new listeners out of it. But um, again, this was just a one-off thing, uh, short, and just me sort of shooting off the cuff. So I appreciate you listening to it. And hopefully you learned a little something about me. And hopefully the words you hear from me going forward um, will mean more. And you'll listen to them a little bit differently because you know my passion for words, my passion for radio is what's driving me to do this. And ultimately, that passion is fueled by a hopeful connection that I will make with as many listeners as possible. So thank you for listening. Um, A reminder... You know, check me out on different platforms, share the show, uh, the ways to connect, the email, the IG, the Twitter. I gave those earlier. Um, Those all include a website, which can help people link to the show and subscribe. So please do that. The more voices, I mean, excuse me, the more ears that hear my voice, it allows me to continue to be more confident with my words. And I hope that one day my, my words mean something. So thank you again for listening. And as always, I'll see you down the road.